elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. This is Jags AM, the first edition in our brand new podcast studio, in our brand new building, the Miller Electric Center. Guys, what's your favorite thing about the MEC? The windows, every single one of them. 29 years in a building without them, natural light is appreciated. Well, look around you, the TV studio, the TV studio and the podcast studio. Jags AM presented by CarShield. You can call CarShield now if your car's out of manufacturer's warranty. Do not get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call CarShield now. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens, Brian Sexton, John Osier with me today. Not to brag, but look at where we are. A little Pretty bit sweet. of a change of venue. I'd say we're going up here. At, obviously, everyone has seen what the practice facilities look like for the players, but we've got our new studios as well. So I'm I'm enjoying the new digs, the new normal, if you will. Well, you know, we're talking about being a consistent playoff team. They're talking about championship caliber football here. You have championship caliber facilities, both for those of us in broadcasting and for the football folks. Feels like it's happening at the uh, the right moment, not an accident. If you're going to be one of 32, uh, you have to keep up here in the stadium, which we're going to be talking about, you know, for the next couple of years, uh, you must be state-of-the-art and you must be, you know, the best that there is out there and this is that. And we joke around, oh, yeah, there's windows, there's natural light, but that brings... We're not joking about those. We're not joking because when you go to work and you don't know what time of day it is, it's a little bit different. And not only that, you're trying to recruit players to come here. Jacksonville's on the upswing. You've got a great young quarterback. And when you want to come to work, maybe you want to stay in the off season and practice out of this facility that has to help this team moving forward. I would think so. I can't tell you how many times I talked to coaches who would come through here over the years and they'd be like, yeah, you feel disconnected when you're in the cave. Right. And, Tom Coughlin loved that because he wanted the guys focus on nothing but football. But it tend your mind wanders. It's it really it it matters that you can see what's going on in the world outside. And and I can tell you for one that sitting at a desk with a window is I'm not going to be in such a hurry to get outside like I had been all these years. John, I know you like your corner office in the. It's darkest corner Well, let's of not call it a corner office. Let's I'm being it, generous it, okay, by calling yeah. it a corner office. It's literally a corner of a room. Are you going to come over here now that we have some more space? Um, if, if invited, I will attend. Fair enough. We're going to get into the details and nitty-gritty, all the fun, fancy stuff that they have in this building a little bit later on in the show. But let's talk about one of the bigger stories this offseason. Evan Ingram has signed a new deal. We did not know if it was going to be a franchise tag or if he was going to get a longer-term deal done. I think the team wanted it done. Evan Ingram wanted it done. Finally, we get the specifics of it, that three-year deal. Uh, Brian, what does this mean for it to finally be? The offense that we've already talked about is excellent, but to now have this back in place. He is going to, in today's game, it's about space. It's about creating space and letting your playmakers 
go one-on-one with someone out in space. And Evan Ingram is going to create space. Calvin Ridley is going to create space. Guys like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Travis Etienne will all benefit from the space. Let me take it from a different angle, right? John can talk a little bit more about the football side of it. For me, it creates space for the salary cap, right? Because there were only a few guys, Kai, where they could go and create room. One of them is obviously um, Evan Ingram, and you did it. You're not going to do anything with Josh Allen because he's on his fifth-year tender. You're not going to do anything with uh, Calvin Ridley because you want to see something from him. And then you come up against um, Cam Robinson, and you're probably not going to do anything there either. So he was one of the few places where you could create salary cap room. Heading into the season, John, the Jaguars have the fifth most salary cap space and if they need to go and sign a veteran pass rusher if there's a corner that they decide they want to chase they've got the room to be able to do it yeah it gives them some flexibility if if they don't do it then it gives them some options at the trade deadline uh i don't know that they're going to be in it, it like i don't know that they feel panicked uh, to do anything i keep getting questions about pass rusher etc uh you still want to not be silly with what you do now because it rolls over in the future and right. they've got issues uh, going year. forward. So And they got another guy they're going to have to pay a lot of money to coming up. Yeah, so you got to be smart about it. Um you know, I I think it's more of a, a of a cap space story than it is a 2023 story. Evan was going to be here. He had the right attitude. Uh what was impressive was even if he had had to play under the franchise tag, you never got any impression that it was going to be a negative situation. He, he'd gone out to Arizona with the guys. He was going to be here. He was all in on this. What this does is it keeps them all in for two years here. I was able to cover, cover the Giants a little bit uh, while Engram was there, and he was a completely different person. I'm sure he's told you guys as much. Just what he was able to come here in a one year and do. Brian, I know you said he's one of the guys you go to to speak go-to with. Go-to guy. He's become that veteran presence a little bit. Well, first of all, every time I talk to him – he was grateful to be here, right? I mean, he's from outside of Atlanta. He played at Ole Miss. He had nothing negative to say about playing in New York, but we all know that's a completely different planet, let alone a different part of the country. I mean, that's completely different. Uh, He felt comfortable here with the coaching staff, with the scheme, especially with the quarterback. And all season long, even during that five-game losing streak where they were losing at the end of the game, he saw something. And he kept telling his younger teammates, just keep working. This thing is starting to arrive. Um, I, I was not surprised they got something done, maybe the timing of it, um, but it was clear he wanted to be here. John, you've worked in other markets. Obviously, you've seen free agents come and go. It really feels like he just felt at home here, and this was a place where he could blossom, and it was the right time for him to come to Jacksonville. Yeah, as Brian was talking just now, um, the comparison, and it, it's so far removed, it's three decades later. But remember, uh, Jeff Lagerman was drafted in New York. Came here, played, I think, three seasons with the Jags. And if I'm misremembering his career, I apologize. Three or four seasons here, and then made his home here. Uh, clearly thinks of himself as, as a Jaguar. Now he's gone on to work for the team for years, so all that makes – but, you know, it feels to me like Evan, even after a year, considers this his football home. Maybe I'm exaggerating that, but no, that's how it felt. So um, – so, a good move 
happy for him, and I think it settles him going into the season, which can be nothing but positive. And I think it, 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 it bears mentioning. This, a couple of years ago, was thought to be a place you didn't want to go, right? And now it, we're getting those and, players. And, exactly. The facility, the coach, the quarterback, the market, the state, right, with all of the weather and the tax issues that, that work to a player's advantage to play here as opposed to a California or a New York or an Illinois. Um, this is a place where all of it – and. The quarterback in particular is going to attract a lot of people, and you can tell. We talk a ton about the offense. I do want to get to the defense a little bit because I know, Brian, you have a little bit of a hot take that you read and kind of brought mine. to me. I won't give it to you. I won't I like make it. you go with it, but, but it's you, not mine. you brought it to me that I found very interesting and thought, let's discuss it. Randy Mueller, right? Longtime general manager in this league, most visibly in Minnesota recently. He was in Seattle. His brother Rick was one of the key personnel guys here as Tom Coughlin built this team 29 years ago. I know you remember him, John. He writes for The Athletic now, and he wrote a sentence about the Jaguars' defense that really caught my attention, and that was that the Jaguars' defense has more players who are tough to block than any other team in the league. Any comma, in the league, exclamation point. He said it hasn't shown up yet, but when you look at these guys, you see big guys who run, who have the measurables, and they will be a good defense this year if given the chance to go and chase the quarterback. It's very interesting wording, John. Do you feel like some of that is the uniqueness of you know certain position players that we have? Um, maybe some. Uh, you know, so much of it's uh, projection because I can't say that any fan who is reading that and saying, well, that's ridiculous, is wrong because we haven't seen it. Hasn't um, been proven yet. It hadn't been proven yet. I still think a lot of it goes back to uh, what Brian alluded to. This defense, really in recent memory, even last year when this team was good, did not play with a lot of leads. You know, if you think about the playoff game, I think they led for, what, 30 seconds in that yeah. game. So that was the trend coming down the stretch late in the season. Uh, if you think about it, in, in games where the defense stood out late in the season, you really think of – the Jets, and the Texans. Well, they, they never got down in those games, so the defense was able to play its game against offenses that had to be you know, that were not able to run and protect the quarterback the whole time. I believe they will play with more leads. Uh, I think if they do, you will see players like Trayvon, like Josh Allen, make Randy Mueller look like a prophet. Not just him, though. Roy Robertson-Harris is a really big, long, physical guy. Foley Patakasi, I don't think he was healthy all season long. Um, Devin Lloyd, mm -hmm. I mean, here's a guy. And, of course, Tyson Campbell is a big corner. So I, I think that there's just a lot of guys to choose from. One other thing that he said that worth, is worth mentioning is he said, if you have a couple of bucks just for giggles, throw it down on Trayvon Walker to be the defensive player of the year. He's that Good. An even hotter take within the hot take. I love a hot take. Not so, us, though. Oh, no, no. We'll absolve ourselves. Right. We just heard about it. So we'll bring it back. We'll we'll do the receipts later. Hopefully, he is, he is a prophet, and that all comes true. Stay with us. We're going to look ahead in a little bit about seeing who will be needing to make this training camp roster or make their best effort out there in training camp coming up.
JXAM is back with you. You can call CarShield now if your car's out of manufacturer's warranty. Do not get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call CarShield now. We are certainly happy to be in this new studio with JXAM. We got a new name for you guys as well. We're going to try out some new things. We want, you know, our fans and, and everyone to be involved a little bit more. So we hope that you get to us on social media or wherever, write into John and, and let us know what you think or what you want to see because we've got some new things we're working on and hopefully you like them. One of them is the 53. We're looking at, it is early, training camp has not begun yet, but who's going to make this final roster and who are some people we're looking at that need to have a good training camp if they want to make the roster. Brian, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll be getting the 53 with Gregory Jr. Um, I, it's no surprise because cornerback was an area of emphasis this offseason. We talked about it a lot. And the Jaguars were often identified in the first round of the draft with one of those cornerbacks, and there were a number of them. Of course, they didn't end up that way. They took Anton Harrison. The Jaguars grabbed a young man last year in the sixth round named Gregory Jr. from Wachita Baptist in Arkansas, smallest of schools. He's the first player ever drafted from that school. Now, he's not the first player to play in the NFL. Um, a guy named Cliff Harris is in the Hall of Fame. He went undrafted back in 70 and was a great safety with Cliff Waters, or pardon me, Charlie Waters, um, during the 70s. Okay, that's a sidebar. That's me. Um, here's the pro. Ready? Mm -hmm. He's a big corner. He's six foot, 190 pounds, but he's muscular. He's big up top. He's got a big set of legs on him. He's got long arms. He looks the part of a physical corner. What he lacks, John, is that experience against elite level athletes because you didn't you didn't face that NCAA Division two right you faced small college players so he's behind the curve of players who played in the SEC or the Big Ten he needs time on task but talking to guys last year about him he got better on the practice field and, and a number of the coaches said he's got a chance which coming from Wichita Baptist in the sixth round you didn't say that necessarily he earned the chance to be in the conversation this year. Um, I don't know whether it's fair to say, but the Jaguars really need him to step up and to have a great training camp because he's a guy with the physical capabilities to play. John, but you and I both know it's a it's an intellectual game. you got to know how to read an offense and figure out what's coming, and we'll see if he can get there. I think uh, cornerback depth, as, as much as people talked about pass rush, I think uh, cornerback depth in training camp – is a huge story. You've got Tyson Campbell, Trey Herndon, and uh, Darius Williams. Well, you've got those three guys who you feel good about. Uh, we're not sure what's going on with, with uh, Chris Claybrook, some off-the-field stuff lately. Um, where is the fourth, fifth, sixth corner? I think it's got to come out of the group. They have drafted it late last year. They drafted it late this year. At some point, if you're going to take that approach, somebody from that group needs to step up and be that death we're talking about. Uh, they have to have some production and have to have those guys develop. And I think going into training camp, you know, having that depth is never a bad thing. So no matter what position it is, so hopefully we can get that. And if you're trying to make, you know, cornerback or anything like that, obviously playing special teams is a huge part of that as well. John, is there anyone you have your eye on that needs to have a good training camp in your eyes? I'm always tight end Garrett Prince. I, I think uh, he's a first-year guy, second year out of school, was on the practice squad all last year. I think people who have watched these shows, who have listened to us, is not surprised that I went that direction. We talked about it a lot during the offseason. Uh, the tight end room, I don't want to say it's set, but you've got 
Ingram, you've got uh, Luke Farrell, and you, and you have Brenton Strange. And I think I think Prince will be the fourth guy. You usually have four that you like that you sort of have interchangeable parts with. I think Ingram and Prince feel like the move guys. Uh, Farrell and Strange feel like guys who can block and bring a little bit more of that. That's usually the combination, Brian, that, that you go with out of that bunch. But out of the four, Prince is clearly the guy who needs training camp to sort of solidify what's been whispered and talked uh, loudly within this building about they like him, they think that he has a lot of potential, but he has to show that with pads uh, during practice and in preseason. Well, you recall we were standing on the practice field one day last year, and and a member of the personnel department kind of tapped us on the shoulder and said, don't sleep on him. He's got good height. He's got really good length. He moves well, um, has has a feel, and he's not scared in the middle of the field. You know, not everyone – operates well in the middle of the field but he clearly is comfortable out there I think he's a terrific looking prospect whether he becomes a terrific player or not that's up to him but he certainly has a chance and he's in a good position here obviously Evan Ingram is has been around a little bit and he's really taken on that veteran role where he's helping younger players now that he's come here and felt comfortable so I have no doubt he'll be very helpful in that tight end room I think I'd be really helpful with 13.6 million dollars I think anything could make me per year <laughs> yeah absolutely. whatever you need baby <laughs> real I wish Uh, For me, I'm looking um, at one of the picks from this year. We had a lot of draft picks this year. Yasir Abdullah out of Louisville. A lot of people think he's undersized. You know, he's not going to be able to translate that. Numbers, if he's a sack guy in college, as some would say, he can be a sack guy in the pros. I'm a, a fan just in our limited interaction. They talk about culture around here. This man will fit in absolutely perfectly. And just to see the way he goes about things. You see some of these rookies come in, their eyes are real big. They don't know what's going on. They're just trying to figure it all out. He seems like he's been here for five years already. You're looking for guys who can multitask, who can do different things. And he's got the body because he's a bigger pass rusher. He's got the body to be able to get up towards the line of scrimmage and be effective against the run and not just that edge rusher. But he's also got the quickness based on the numbers that he put up at Louisville. What do you have, 23, 24 sacks in his career? He's got the ability to play in space as well. In today's day and age, you get a fourth or fifth round pick. You need the guy to be able to do multiple things and probably play on special teams. He looks to me like a guy who can handle that. Yeah, it, it's always tough. I, people have listened to me for a long time. No, I, I, I don't love talking about rookies in training camp because I'm always skeptical how much a rookie is going to produce in this league, especially outside the first round. But there is a spot, edge rusher, pass rusher on this defense uh i think i think the team will be watching to see if if they have that depth we were talking about earlier trayvon josh allen and obviously reset caleb on chase on we'll see uh there's a spot for a young player and abdullah can be that spot uh, to step in and i uh, get a real opportunity um i think for him there's an unusual opportunity for a rookie to come in and produce early uh on a lot of teams, I don't know that you would have that clear-cut spot. If it was last year with Arden Key still here, I don't know if you had to have a clear-cut spot. There is an opportunity for Abdullah to make an impact this year. And if anybody's going to come take it, I wouldn't doubt that it would be him. He certainly isn't starstruck by the lights or anything like that. So we'll see what he's able to do in training camp. We want all of you to stay with us. Coming up, we're going to talk about the Miller Electric Center, our new studios, and all of that right here in the Hyundai studios. So stay with us.
Move the Freight, Move the Freight, Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply online at MagellanLogistics.com. I know they are the coolest office space, but when they vote again, we might have a, a chance at that because this new facility here, this is just our podcast studio. We also have a new studio where Jags AM will be in the future. And just this building as a whole, it's better than advertised, at least in my opinion. I got to think Dougie P's office is going to trump Magellan now, don't you? <laughs> I mean, Probably. I, I it's pretty good Doug's, We don't hang I've like that. I've seen it. It's pretty good. It, I'm sure it's not. And, uh, yeah, it, it's an unbelievable facility, and I would think uh, pretty cool on the cool scale. We want you guys to take a look at a little bit what this ribbon cutting was like earlier this week and what the new facility looks like on the inside. Jacksonville is rising, our football team has great promise, and downtown Jacksonville is beginning to fulfill its potential. One, two, three. (laughs) The Miller Electric Center is symbolic of our core value of community at Miller Electric and our shared commitment with the Jaguars in investing in the city of Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Renaissance is underway, and I am so glad to see the Jaguars playing such a big part in it. It takes all of us. It's not about one individual or one person. You know, it takes a village to build something like this, and that's what we have here in Jacksonville, and that's why I'm so proud to represent this football team. I look forward to our shared future, and I know that no matter what it holds, We're going to all take it a play at a time, and we're going to get it done. You guys have been here longer than I have, so this has been in the works. Brian, are you impressed with what they were able to deliver here? Oh, yeah. Uh, It's hard not to be. And and I've been fortunate. I have friends around the league. I've seen some of these standalone facilities. I've seen the star in Dallas, which is obviously – a huge deal. You talk about keeping up with the Joneses. That's what the rest of the league has been doing for all these years. Try to keep up with Jerry Jones. But you know, you, you judge a job, number one, on the quarterback, right? The ownership, the quarterback, uh, the facilities. is a It's a big factor. And we talked earlier about this not having been a job that people would associate with being a good one. It's a great one right now. I mean, the facilities, the ownership, the market, it showed itself off well late last season against the Chargers and Titans, and and now you mix in these facilities. Yeah, this is a really good job. These things are always a process, and, you know, I don't want fans to sit here and think, well, the Jaguars have been behind forever. There's usually a cycle with these things. Uh, uh, Facilities last, and there's a shelf life on them. The Jaguars facilities were built 28, 29 years ago. It was it was time for this. It's going to be time for the stadium soon. They're back where they ought to be. We talked earlier. You know, you joke about the windows, but it's different when you're I'm not, not joking. When you're not underneath the stadium. Yeah, I know I'm it's not, not a joke. Like when you have no time, no idea what time of day it is. It's different. You know, you you have. We live in Florida. Like if players want to practice in the off season, they have a nice facility to come to. They're going to stay in town and they're going to do that. And when you're trying to attract free agents, that's something you can roll out there, of course, as well as this is where you're coming to work. And have some pride in that. Uh, you guys said your favorite things. My favorite thing is actually for the fans. Because to see the stands there with shade, with fans, physical fans to blow the air around. And chairbacks. And chairbacks. Chairbacks. Not to, not to miss that. It's actually going to be comfortable somewhat for you to watch training camp. You're not going to be out in the beating sun trying to, you know, stand around and see a practice. And that was no fun. The NFL is supposed to be fun for fans. 
Uh, you don't necessarily want to make people work and suffer to see you. And as much as people love the Jags, it is tough on August 6th to stand out in, in the blazing sun. I don't know that most fans would qualify it as being fun for the entire time. I think it's got a chance to be really cool. I think fans are going to love it. I think there's, what, 2,000 seats times 13 open practices. I mean, do the math. 2,600. Yeah, something like 2,600, John. Oh, no, 2,000, 26,000. Yeah, you're right. We're, math math is in our strong suit. There will be a lot it of fans It is mine. Here. I got it right. Yeah, he got it right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he got it right. And I think all, almost all of them are claimed. Fair enough. If they aren't sold out, they will be sold out by the time uh, we're talking about this right now. I'm sure it has been by this point. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about what we have for content coming up. Uh, now the training camp is around the corner and also some feature pieces that we worked on during the offseason. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, you can check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. That's ZipChair furniture for fans at ZipChair.com. I don't know if they got any of that gear in here, but this place is decked out to the gills, so I wouldn't be surprised if ZipChair had some something to do with it. I know we talked a lot about the studio. We are happy to be in here. This has been a work in progress, especially because of the off-season. We haven't done, you know, our shows for a while, so we're happy to see everybody back. We're going to start doing shows more frequently, but it did give us a little bit of time to work on some other things. John and I were able to go to Thomaston, Georgia, which is where Trayvon Walker is from, and we got to do a video piece and also a written piece, and I want you to take a look at just the beginning of the video piece. outside of Macon, then I'll come like Thomaston, Georgia, for the simple fact of not many people going to know where it's at. It's home to me, but a lot of people still want, like, even if I try to explain it to them, they still want to know what it, where it is. You see the same people every day, like you go to school, you see the same people in school every day, you get out of school, you got a little routine, you go to the store after school, like you go see the same exact people every day. When I was younger, I always wanted to get away from just for the simple fact that it's not, not really many businesses or I'm not supposed to be doing. Being raised in this small town, I have to say, it was obviously my family who put the most into me. Everybody in the town knows me, shows support, been showing support ever since I was a little kid. I'm very appreciative of it. Now that's the opener to the piece if you have some time. The full video is on the Jaguars YouTube page. The companion written piece written by John is is on the website, uh, jaguars.com. I think what I enjoyed most about this is just the chance to go and see where someone is from is a completely different view of them than maybe what you see at work. And Trayvon is very kind, but to actually meet in person when you meet him, but when you meet his family, you see where he comes from. It's just a different level of understanding. And if you don't come out of watching that or reading about him and you're rooting for him this season, then I don't, I don't want to meet you because I, I'm now hoping for success for him on the field and off the field. Yeah, I think it gives you – an idea um when you meet and talk to Trayvon you get the idea of a reserved kid who's very solid confident in himself and uh doesn't feel like he has to shout 
to be an effective person, if you follow me. He, he He's confident in himself. And then once you get to that town and you meet his, his, his parents and spend time around people who have been around him, you see that he gets it honest, so to speak. That's where he's from. And so uh, I enjoy talking to him. I think the pieces that we did portray him accurately. And I think if people watch them, they'll get an idea. And like you said, I, I, I don't think any Jaguars fans are rooting against this guy. It, he's a very easy kid to root for, and I'm expecting uh, a big season from him. If they watch the video, they will be rooting for him rapidly because he is a great young man. Uh, and if he's half the player that he is as a person, he'll be awesome. Yeah, he will be in great shape. Absolutely. Check that out if you guys have not. The video is on YouTube and jaguars.com for the written piece as well. This has been our first edition of Jags AM. We're in the books. Things are a little bit different. We're, We're going, we're moving, we're figuring out as we go along. We thank you for joining us throughout this process. We'll see you again soon. We're here in the Hyundai studios. We'll see you on Jags AM.